Raised on D&D Podcast helps enrich your family's gaming experience by bringing you interviews with parents, educators, game designers, and influencers. Join us as we delve into the many ways that tabletop role-playing games inspire creativity, develop communication skills, and create lasting bonds among players. Your host has been an avid gamer since childhood, and now his kids are being raised on D&D. Here's your host, Nick Carterelli. Welcome back, gamers. I'm your host, Nick Cartarelli, and this is Raised on D&D. My next guests are from Athenry, Ireland, and they have created a new adventuring club for their town. You'll recognize one of our guests. She was on Season 2, Episode 7, Gamer Moms, and she's brought her friends with her today, and we're going to talk about gaming clubs. Please welcome Drew Lundberg. Hi, Drew. Hi, Nick. Thanks for having me back. Thank you so much for coming back. And we're so excited. The last time we talked, you were playing My Little Pony RPG with your daughters. And you were just talking about how you were getting moms together and all gaming together. And that was almost two years ago now. So it's incredible. So glad to have you back. And you've brought members of the Athenry Adventurers RPG Club with you today. Uh, Let's get to know them as well. Hi, uh, I'm Anya. I am one of the leaders in Athenry Adventures. Hi, I'm Jonathan, and I'm another lead, uh, leader within the club. I'm Naomi, I'm Jonathan's daughter. And you're a member. I'm a member. Yeah. <laughs> and so, uh, so great to have you all on the show. So we have Anya, uh, who's a, uh, one of the leaders of Athenry Adventures RPG Club, and Jonathan, and his daughter Naomi, who's a member uh, of the club as well. And we're all going to be talking about gaming clubs today. Before we jump into all that, Anya, can you take us back to your first experience with tabletop role-playing games where your love for Dungeons & Dragons began? Ooh, well, that one would be my brother's fault originally. He um, he he was playing with his housemates, and um, when I was going up to visit, he said, "Would you like to play one shot?" I was like, "Okay." So I was listening to I think it was like D and D for Beginners podcast in the car driving to Wicklow, trying to learn how to play D and D. And uh, my first character was a bard, and all I remember is we there was this giant rat putting on a puppet show, and I snuck in, and they're like, "Do you pull on the rat's tail?" I was like, "No," and they're like, "Yeah, you do." So it, it was a disaster, and it was hilarious. It was it was really fun, and that was my my first taste. And it was off from there. About how old were you when you first started playing? Oh, that was only a few years ago. Yeah. Oh, Anya was, okay. Anya was one of the mom friends that in the previous episode that I was in, that I was kind of, she was a core member of that group and yes. kind of roping her in. And... So my first campaign was withdrew. Um, yeah, I didn't believe that she could do that. We, we had a games night and she's like, we can get them to play d and I was like, I really don't think... A bunch of women from Galway are going to come and play D&D. I, I would love it to happen. I cannot see that happening. And lo and behold, she did. <laughs> she is this catalyst and makes things happen. And we got this wonderful core group of women together. And we play D&D on a regular basis and just have ball. It's amazing. Yeah. That's fantastic. Then, How many moms were in that uh, first initial table? There are five of us, five women. Or five five moms and five moms, one case yeah. and another one. Okay. 
Jonathan, how did you get involved? How did the Gamer Mom group expand and Jonathan walked into it? Well, <laughs> I know your, sorry, your audience won't be listening, won't be seeing this in video, but I actually am substantially older than the other guys here. I would be of, I'm guessing, a similar vintage to yourself, maybe, Nick, without giving away our ages. Um, but I would have played D&D, started D&D, and you know, I was probably about 13 or 14 and I would have been in the, I would say, mid to late 80s, maybe, I would say. Uh, and I've been kind of playing ever since. So, um, you know, we were just, I was just looking for a group in Athenry to kind of game with. I have my friends, but I'm from Dublin and I moved down to Galway and traveling up and back is just a bit of a pain. So uh, I think there's a, there's a Facebook group for uh, Galway gamers and I think Anya posted on it and you mentioned Nathan Rye and I said, oh, she's a Nathan Rye. So I just said, hey, yeah, bit of stalking, but you know, do you want to, <laughs> do you want to come game? And she said, yeah, okay. And well, I said, yeah, yeah, after saying, Drew, some yeah, strange man yeah. and I'm ready to play. Yeah, so yeah, it was, yeah, call, definitely, but can I bring a friend? So, and that was probably three years four years five years I don't know three at least I think that was in early three years it was three years ago yeah yeah, yeah. so um yeah so and that's how we actually I think the first or second night that we played we actually mentioned this idea for the club, the club and you're yeah. like yeah I'm in. yeah let me know yeah. so so see what it was yeah pretty much the first person <laughs> like all right we're doing this yeah yeah Mm-hmm. So, Jonathan, you, this experienced tabletop <laughs> gamer, uh, yeah. and, uh, and you... No, I know all the rules. Not for 5e. Not for 5e. So, I've only, like, in fairness, I played a lot of 2e would have been probably what I played, you know, maybe a bit of 3, uh, mm-hmm. and then only started gaming in, in 5e probably about three or four years ago. I, I kind of ran a couple of uh, intro campaigns for people in Galway, like you know, just mini five or six game campaigns, and uh, and then I started looking for something a bit more uh, meaty, I suppose. So uh, that's when these guys got involved. You you ran for your kids as well, though. Didn't I you? did, yeah. I would have like I have a, an older son uh, and Naomi are my two kids, and Craig, he's nineteen now, but I would have played a lot of D and D with him and his friends, uh, and then Naomi started not too long ago. That is terrific. And so the idea for the club was very early on. And I know that Drew was talking about it with me on Raised on D&D all those years ago. How did it all come together, though? You guys are sitting around the game table, you're kicking this idea around and and what happens next? I I would say it's probably one of the silver linings from the pandemic. Um, We you know, everyone just kind of being locked at home for two years. And, you know, we saw how important playing D&D kind of weekly online with our friends, how how important it was for us over the last couple of years, at least Anya and I, like our, our mom's group, our ladies group. And, you know, it, the popularity of Dungeons and Dragons has exploded everywhere across the globe in the last couple of years, and especially here in Ireland and seeing how many, teens were becoming interested in it and we just kind of decided it's now or never you know this is you know people have been locked up for so long they really need something an outlet and so it's kind of all right let's do it that was was that mm-hmm. 
Anya, what, what was your first initial reaction to the idea of creating a larger group that would include the whole town? I know you were skeptical at first about the mom's group. So now it's, well, let, <laughs> let's, let's make it bigger. Let's get everybody involved. Let's get the whole neighborhood in. So how did you feel when guys started moving in that direction? Well, my background is in youth theater, so I'm already familiar with working with teenagers, and I could totally see the, the, the opportunity available in working with teens in D&D and the potential that was there for what that could do for young people. Um, it, similar skill set, but also very different as well and can lead you down a totally different path and let you tell a story. My, my youth theater would have always been very... Um, improv heavy, which kind of lent itself to what D&D really is. So I was very familiar with the youth work side, and then I was very passionate about the D&D side, so it did just seem to make sense. And to be honest, the amount of teenagers in Athenry, I think we have three secondary schools in Athenry, yeah. so there's like over 3,000 young people just around the town, let alone the kind of the satellite areas around us. So I said, I to be honest, on the first night, we were worried we had too many. Well, I think you and I, we were much more apprehensive. We had no idea how many were going to turn up on the night. And it was you that was like, no, there's yeah, going to be loads. Too many. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're like, we'll just be happy to have a table. Like, we just, <laughs> like, we just be able to pay the rent and yeah. be, you know, yeah. be happy. But Jonathan was... Yeah, that's true. That's true. It was... I, I, I was fully prepared for four yeah. or 40. And I wasn't sure which it would be. Thank goodness we didn't have 40. <laughs> so Jonathan, you were all about the idea when you heard about it. Tell us more about what your first thoughts were when, when they pitched it. Yeah, I think we were, I think it was a game we were playing here in my house. Actually. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. then um, if I remember, Naomi was, was, was just sitting beside me as we were talking about my character at the time, like, and, I think after that, you guys said, God, would you be interested in it? And I said, definitely, you know, definitely be interested. You know, I've done a bit of work with various uh, kids groups over the years, like, and it's something that I really enjoy. And I knew that the, like, unlike the other the guys, I was never worried that we weren't going to get enough people. Like, it was, for me, it was always, I think initially we had, you know, four or five DMs and the guys were saying, geez, what happens if we only have one table? Who, get, who gets to run the game? And I was, I was more thinking like, God, how many, you know, I've, I've ran games with eight kids and it's hard. I was doing the maths and thinking, God, what happens if X amount of people come along and we all have eight or nine people at a table? What are, how are we going to do that? Not that there wouldn't be enough. I knew that the appetite was there. And, you know, I know from, from you know, playing with Naomi and her friends and playing with Craig and his friends is that, kids really enjoy it like you know it is uh, and even if it's not something that you you keep playing for life uh kids get a great enjoyment out of it for a few hours at a time or even for a few weeks or a few months so i knew that the and again as Andy said like you know when we sat down and did the math and the number of classes and the number of schools and the number of people in each class and, and then we said right if one person from each class comes <laughs> that's like 80 people <laughs> yeah, yeah so you know so Normally it was never going to be, uh, I, I never thought numbers would be an issue at all. I, I'm still thinking that we'll max out on uh, parents and DMs uh, quicker than we max out on kids. Because, you know, you have, you have legal you know, insurance responsibilities for the American. Well, we are maxed out. We are, we are, we are, we are maxed out. Maxed out. Maxed out. Now, you, know, you know, more people came along 
Yeah. And I, I would expect that they will, particularly over the summer. Yeah. Um, particularly over the summer, because it's a long summer here. Uh, School-wise, you get a They've few months, months off. You get three months off, which is a long time. So, nice. Uh, I would think, yeah, we're at bigger numbers over the summer. Now, you guys have mentioned that there's a large population of teenagers there in Athen Rye. There are gamers listening to us on all six continents right now in over 51 countries. For the folks who are uh, far, far away, uh, help them understand kind of size town are we talking about at Athen Rye? Like, is it a town? Is it a big city? <laughs> it's it's a town. It's actually incredible. It's a beautiful, historic, old medieval town. Um, but currently, population sits around five thousand. But wow. but we it's a large catchment area, so we do have teens from um, a lot of neighboring towns as well. Okay, uh, so it's it's a central hub. Yeah, yeah. it's in the middle of um, farmland, and so you have a lot of the more rural kids come here as well. It, it's also a suburb of Galway City. Galway yeah. City is only like 20 minutes drive away. So it's yeah. And we would have a couple of we would have a couple of members of the club who come from who come out every Tuesday from quite close to the city because there isn't really anything in the city. Wow. So Athenry Adventurers RPG Club is in the center of it all, and there's really no other clubs like it anywhere nearby. No, no there's one that's starting up in the west side of Galway City, but that's it's kind of a subsidiary of a youth club. It's like a youth yeah. club that also does D and D sometimes, but so ours is the only that just, we know of that is just D and D. Yeah, particularly for the age, like you would have, you know, for like a lot of groups kids, that would yeah. meet, but they would be older kids, and you know, it's not under a club structure. It's uh, different, I suppose. And Jonathan, coming from Dublin and growing up as a gamer, were there clubs in Dublin? No, no, not at all. There would have been a few shops where you could go in and they would have, uh, you know, generally a dingy and dim lit basement where you could go down <laughs> and, you know, sit in semi-darkness and roll dice with other people. But I mean, it was very, you'd come outside and walk outside into the light and then everybody would just disperse and you'd never, you know, it was kind of a secret hobby back then, you know, yes. I remember uh, that we, we had to have secret handshakes and meet in basement. Yeah, I remember. It's, it's, it's <laughs> remarkable now compared to back then, like it's, it's unrecognizable as a hobby and, uh, you know, it's, it's a lot more socially acceptable um, than maybe it was in our day, can I say our day? It's you can say our day. Yeah, we're we're that old. You can say that. Um, yeah. so, so the club it filled up fast, and I know that watching uh, Athen Rye Adventurers RPG Club from Facebook, I saw we're full, we're full. So <laughs> you know, and I, I saw the announcement. I was like, oh my goodness, they're full. That's amazing. So for, for the folks who are listening at home, tell us about that first initial. Uh, meeting that very first game night what were some of the things that you were surprised by and and what were some things that you really said you know what next meeting we're going to do some some things different so who wants to tackle that I think the, the initial surprise was I think when we like we would have arrived 15 minutes like I remember yeah. arriving 15 20 minutes early just to set up you know tables yeah. and stuff like that and there was already there was, already, there was already people queuing outside yeah. like waiting to come in like we had even wow. Like, oh, are you, oh, you're here for Athenry Adventurers, not the dance class that's still yeah. going yeah. on. Yeah. You're here for us. Yeah. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that was, yeah. And then it was just 
then we heard, um, you know, one of the other, I heard one of the other leaders, I think it was Carrie, there's a queue down the road. <laughs> yeah. And we just, um, yeah, I think that was a little overwhelming and exciting. And, yeah. uh, but our first night, we all had prepared the same adventure. We actually did the opening adventure from last, last month. Last yeah. Minutes, yeah. <clears throat> and so we're just like, all of us are going to prepare the same one. So that way it's just, you know, it's just easier. It doesn't matter how many tables we need. We'll just get that done. And pre-generated characters. Pre-generated characters, yeah. yeah. And then was it the second week? That we no, we did that two weeks. We did that two weeks. I think it was four four tables the first week, five tables. Four tables the first week, then we went to five tables the second week. Yeah, um, the average of six or more yeah. at each table. Yeah, I had six players. Yeah. I had seven and then I had eight. So <laughs> and these are like some of them were very experienced. They were coming in with their big dice bags. I was like, where have you been hiding? Oh yeah. my gosh. And some of them were complete beginners. And that's disparity between that and trying to explain how the game works, get it on its feet, meet the young people, get to know them, sit them at a table, explain the game, the rules and everything else in two hours. Yeah. Now we did very basic, we did very basic rules. Like I, we don't, we didn't do spell slots or it was just, yeah, sure. You can cast that. Yeah. Yeah. Cast away. (laughs) guys had four to five tables i take it it was mostly teens yeah yeah the the caters to 13 to 18 year olds which would be secondary school age we do have a couple of 12 year olds but they are in secondary school that's the one criteria for 12 year olds i know that you have three more adult leaders are they parents as well uh two of them are Mm -hmm. are they from your ladies dnd group one, one of them is, yeah. And then um, another one, Vincent, he, his oldest son was in, is in the same class as my youngest daughter. And first day of school, we went, now I know you have a connection with them as yeah, well, you kind of knew it, but the, the very first day of school, a few of us parents went out um, for just brunch after everyone's dropping the kids off. And it turns out there were three of us couples and we all knew Anya in different ways. And one was like, oh, wait, do you, are you, are you the one that plays Dungeons and Dragons with her? And it was that like being called out kind of at the table. And I was just like, um, y- yeah, 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 yeah. That's me. That, uh-huh, uh-huh. Own it, you know, just, okay, just own it. And then all of a sudden, one of the other dads was like, wait, you play Dungeons and Dragons? I've always wanted to play Dungeons and Dragons. Like my kids and I, we play, we play make-believe with like mm-hmm. wizards. And then one of the other wives, she was like, oh yeah, my Vincent, my husband plays D&D and you could see that he, you could see like the moment, the spark in his eyes, like, yeah, yeah. Oh no, I got to play it cool. No. <laughs> um, but he is also, he's a secondary a high school teacher as well. And so then when we started this club, yeah, Bonnie was like, Vincent. Like, so, and he was an instant yes as well. Um, and then Rory. Think, and then Rory is another leader has come along. He's, he's no kids. He's getting married in a couple of weeks. Yeah. Six weeks or something like that. But um, there's a club in, in Galway for adults and I used to go in every so often with them and they were looking for people to run introductory games for D&D. So I said, yeah, I'll run, run it. And that game filled up. And then the next game we met, uh, that's where I met uh, Max and Matt as well. They oh, really? the second, but I yeah. that's beside the point. But <laughs> other people it, we play yeah, with. Yeah, there are other people we play with. 
But Rory uh, came along and he played in that uh, campaign. And then when he saw that, you know, uh, that we were starting with the Maserati, he reached out and said, listen, I he just thought like you had shared something. On yeah, Facebook. I shared something on Facebook and he said, God, I'd love to come along and help out. So he's in the process of going through all the, the training, the, the training and, and the, the guard and the, the police vetting. And all. you have to go through a lot of, uh, jump through a lot of hoops to get a background yeah. check and that type of stuff. So he's joined us as well. He's going to be a great asset though. He showed up and he was wearing like a critical role t shirt he has all the books. Yeah. He's like, yeah, he knows yeah. all oh, he just slotted right in. Yeah. And, yeah. He's, and he's also a high school teacher as well. So, but he, he had never played before, like, he's only started playing the, the game he played with me. Was yeah. his first was his first wow. introduction to it. And yeah. he now runs like he was, instantly he runs, hooked. yeah, straight yeah. away. Like, yeah. he, he hasn't played since, he just DMs now. So, that's all he said he does. So, yeah. yeah, another interesting thing as well is, um, I think two possibly and a half two and a half of the leaders of the group had never dm'd before yeah that's mm-hmm. true. yeah yeah carrie and vincent had not dm'd before the very first night and in fact poor vincent got like put through so we put the two of them on we each had our own table mm-hmm. and then vincent and carrie were sharing a table on the first night um because they were the least experienced and they could kind of help each other with the rules and they happened to have the most experienced player at their table who probably definitely knows more rules than, yeah, than Jonathan does. Um, and quite possibly knows more than Anya and I do. Uh, he like just challenged it on everything, but now he's, he's he doesn't do it. Yeah. <laughs> it funny, so fantastic. And so that huge success opening night lined up around the block, packed tables. Naomi, were you there opening night? Yeah. And so what was your first impression of gaming with the club I can't remember. you can't remember <laughs> you're at your dad's table did you know anyone there um i know one person from my school now naomi had you been gaming with other people besides your brothers and your dad uh yeah my friends your buddies that you normally game with did they come to the club eventually too uh, no <laughs> no we, we would have we would have had it would have been a campaign, well, not a campaign, a few games that I would have ran, and it would have been a cousin in Dublin, and yeah. another friend who lives 50 miles away, and then two two local friends, so they would have been, and Naomi would have been the five, so yeah. What was it that you like most about playing Dungeons and Dragons with the club? You get to play with like different people and other different like style of gaming. Because before this, I would have been the only DM she would have played with now, so... I'm still the best though. <laughs> so, and we, we do, that's one thing at the club is we try to rotate uh, the people around different DMs and mix up the groups a bit just to get a bit of, you know, variety. Yeah. As, as, as Naomi says, it's nice to play with different people. Yeah. And, and the way we do that. Yeah. Thank you, Naomi. And we'll, we'll take you out of the hot seat. I was curious to find out how did you determine a cap on or full? Was it space? Was it dungeon masters? What was it the determining factor that said, okay, this is as big as we can get for right now? Insurance. <laughs> <laughs> um, legally, we you can only have eight minors per uh, trained adult. Per guard of edit, we had to go through, we've all been through 
14 hours of training, different um, child protection awareness training, leadership training, and then also had uh, background checks done. And that was all covered by Youth Work Ireland. They kind of are the umbrella organization that uh, we came in under. So all of that was provided by them, thankfully, and it took a lot of the pressure off of us to be able to come in under their umbrella. And then we could just focus on the club rather than legalities. Yeah. That is amazing. And Youth Work Ireland, for folks who aren't familiar, what kind of organization is that typically? I know that you guys are a club underneath them, but what what is it that they do? Uh, So Youth Work Ireland um, would have branches in every county in Ireland, and they would oversee much of the youth work projects throughout Ireland. Uh, They also provide counselling and um, kind of represent young people um, they have various different clubs for different purposes. They do um, kind of outreach programs. They have they have an awful lot of stuff, um, and each county's one they're run separately, but they also kind of come under the one umbrella of Youth Work Ireland. Uh, it's a great organization. I've been involved with them for a long, long time, and yeah, new to the the Galway branch, but uh, it's it's been a positive experience. That's wonderful. Do they also provide you a venue to run the games? Oh, no. Everyone's shaking their heads. (laughs) Where are you holding the club meetings? Been different places or has it been one place this whole time? Uh, We've we've been at the Athenry Community Hall from day one. Uh, It was pretty easy to to pick the location because Athenry is quite small and that size of venue is uh, limited. Uh, it's also, it's owned by uh, the, the town of Athenry. And so it's the Athenry Community Council is a group of local volunteers, um, just residents of the town. And so it's a venue that is rented out at a, an affordable amount, uh, specifically for people in the community. So that is where we are. Mm-hmm. And we also needed a space with tables and chairs. Yeah, that was the... Yeah, yeah. Just tables, chairs, large. Got it. Yeah. Uh, and a central location for teenagers to yeah. walk to or get a lift into town is, is easier than we had looked at other locations that are slightly further out of town, but that was really the... the it would have been way too mm-hmm. small. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> I, I think if you put a room with 30 plus teenagers in it, you know, and, and they're there for a a social reason, some a social reason that they actually want to go to, there is going to be a lot of noise. So it, it is handy to be able to control. And, yeah. You know, jamming a table of, of my last table, I had six or seven. They just happened to be all boys. And I think the mix in our club was probably 50 50, yeah. but these were, you know, uh, six or seven. And they were young, like 13 year old boys. Like, so I mean, everything was just, you know, Stab them in the face, rob them. How much money does he have? Can I rob my friend? It was just, it was just constant chaos. What it's like, you know. But that's we were probably like that at once. Yes, yeah. You get the keep. Yeah. You know, you need to have. There has to be some semblance of order. I think. Uh, you know, so it is definitely helpful that there's yeah. two. Like, there's a couple of teachers in the group. Yeah, couple and, of loud mouths. Uh, yeah, a couple of loud mouths. <laughs> And most people have like audience and loads of experience working with kids. I've done a bit of work as kids, and you know, you know, we've all kind of and we're, and we're parents as well. So yeah. it is helpful. So. Makes a big, big difference. Well, is because it is a volunteer thing. Um, we're all coming at it from a perspective where we want to be there. We're mm-hmm. 
we're putting our time into it because we want to. That's also all of our hobby as well. Like we yeah, all absolutely. genuinely enjoy playing this game. So we so, just get to hang out and play D&D every Tuesday. That passion for it is, is a big driving factor in wanting to share that joy with other people and see it develop with them and see what they can do with it. If you hand that to them, see what they will do. Um, so we've, we've come up with some really interesting ways of getting them hooked into the game. Um, Drew had the suggestion of kind of like a, a notice board in the town where the game is set and it would have jobs on it and that they would take a little tab from the notice board and that's the table they would go sit at and that's the adventure that they would have. So every two weeks, uh, whoever's DMing, we kind of come up with our own job for this job board. And so that's what goes up. And Anya's amazing and incredibly creative. If you've seen our logo, that was all her. Wow. She made it and it's it's just amazing. They send their job description. I pick a font and lay it all out and make the little tabs for it. Yeah. Um, Naomi was like, Dad, did you choose your font? (laughs) No, that was me. Um, and another thing with, with being kind of a loudmouth and stuff, I came up with a character um, of the town crier. So if we have updates from previous games where not everybody's at the same table, but you can feed back to the big group. So I go in character because I'm a natural bard. I'm shouting out to everybody about the kind of news highlights. And did you hear about the the ghost that is haunting that hotel over there and sadly an adventurer passed away we have a brilliant thing jonathan came up with a brilliant idea yeah we have and i just do you remember this is for family oh, yeah <laughs> so we, yeah we came up with the idea that um it'd be cool if a, if a player dies in the game which does happen that we would do up a little tombstone a little page of a tombstone on it and it just has, you know, their name and their class, uh, their level, and the player's name and how they died. And their know, last words. And their last words, you know. So you get to say, you know, we, we had a last guy who, with one of the tables, he was, anyway, he was, he, he had down to zero hit points, he had lost his weapon, and he was just so frustrated. And he said, I'm going to jump up and I'm going to, I'm going to kick this guy. In front, and he was a 30-year-old boy, so he specified where he wanted to do it. And I said, well, listen, you know, you zero hit points. Do you not want to get a weapon? You know, you've, Surely he had one hit point. He had, he had one hit point. Cause he had, yeah, because he had he, gotten back up after being, you know, down to zero and made, made his saves. Like, But uh, he said, no, no, I want to do it. And I said, well, you're attacking at disadvantage. So, you know, if this goes wrong, you know, you're very fragile. I wouldn't recommend this. He said, no, 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 I want to do this. And he rolled a one. So I said, right, you do, you've, you've actually kicked yourself in, you know, in that place, in that place <laughs> and you need to roll a death save and he failed and he died from kicking himself. So that was the first tombstone we got to read yeah. out and everybody was just oh, roaring, roaring. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then he got his, his last words, like, and his last words were, no, 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 I definitely want to kick this guy in there. And that's, <laughs> so, and that's, so that's how he's remembered, immortalized. And the tombstone is stuck up on the jobs board. Yeah. You know, there's this tombstone stuck there. So as players die, we do that. But we have to really be careful because now some of them want to try yeah. and kill their characters. Yes. I was yeah. just about to say, yeah. no, knowing teenagers, they're like, I want a, I want a tombstone up there. Oh yeah. my goodness, that so, is so funny. 
So we've had to work on a rule now um, where for levels one and level two, it's fine. You create your new character, go with the same level as everyone else. But then I think from level three on, it's nope. You, yeah, you create your character lower. at the level lower. Mm -hmm. So if everyone else has gone up a level, you know, you're going to be in a slight disadvantage to try to deter that from happening. <laughs> That is so awesome. I have to say, uh, I'm just in awe of how well it's organized and how you guys have put things in place. There really is no rule book for this sort of organization for our hobby. Independent from stores or schools, clubs are very, very rare. And I hope that folks all over the world who are listening to the, this episode you know, are thinking about, hey, why don't we have a club like that in our town? What's the future look like? What is the next, the next tier that you guys are going for? There's so many different, like, connected avenues, different creative avenues that people can go to, cosplay, writing, art. And we kind of talked about to facilitate that because in Up and Ride, there really isn't anything. Mm -hmm. So I don't if know. If you don't play sports, like there's, there's, there's loads of things. It's so phenomenal much, sport yeah. activity in Athenry. You know, international sports, Gaelic and, and hurling, football and, and soccer and, you know, rugby as well. Down the road. There's a lot of yeah. clubs like that, uh, but there's not really much beyond For, if you're not into sports. No, so. I mean, there's some music, but it's not the cheapest hobby. Mm -hmm. And so that was another thing for us is we wanted to be affordable uh, for for anyone who wanted to do it, we wanted to make sure that that wasn't a limitation. Um, so we kind of talked maybe about going to two different nights a week. One night is RPG, and then another night sort of facilitating that creative avenue. If people want to come work on a cosplay, hey, come work on your cosplay. You want to work on some writing, come on down, work on some writing. So paint some minis. Paint some minis. Yeah, brought out the minis last time. We were I excited. I haven't really broached it with you guys, but do you remember the activity that Matt was saying with, that his son does? The, the oh, sword fighting. Sword fighting yeah. stuff, something like on its feet, yeah. doing sword fighting type stuff. So where, where we, you know, I kind of mentioned earlier that how Appenrye is a medieval town. It's actually, it's a, if you look up Appenrye, it's a beautiful walled um, medieval town. Could go into a bit too much about that, but I'll save the history lesson for another time. Um, but we have a, an armored, com armored combat group here where they fight in the full armor. So, I mean, they have chain mail, you know, long swords, battle axes, plate mail, and they, they wear this and they go and, you know, to kind of work with them because I know a couple of them and a couple of them actually also play D&D. &D. And so sort of those collaborations, I think, would be really nice. To network with the things that are around us and pull those strings and pull all these things together. And even things like field trips to go to like Comic-Con with the group yeah. would be amazing to be able to do something like that. And we have, you know, we have a castle here in Appenrye that we're maybe looking at doing something with. And we have um, a heritage center. We have festivals that are done here in Appenrye uh, where we might be able to do something in those festivals that are kind of playing on the whole medieval theme of D&D &D and incorporating, you know, being incorporated into those festivals because of that. So the other thing we talked about is maybe doing some sort of exchange or hosting a festival of our own. So calling on the other 
D&D clubs for teenagers that exist in Ireland, the limited number that there are, and maybe gathering together for a big event with all of them. It's all these big pie in the sky plans. We don't have anything concrete, but it'd be amazing to be able to do. Remember when I said, hey, I'm going to put together, I'm going to get a bunch of moms together to play D&D? Yeah. Yeah. She gets shit done. <laughs> well, she we'll gets stuff done. <laughs> well, we'll see. We'll see. But you see pie in the sky. Hey, yeah. I'd some be, of them will happen for I'd sure. I'd be far more not pie in the sky. So, like, you know, I'm purely thinking about how can we get more adults involved. Yes. yes. Because I, I think the numbers are going to go up and it would kill me if, you know, and somebody comes and says, I really want to join the club, and I have to say no. Like, that would just... Yeah, what did you I, say? I would hate that to happen. What did you say? We can't encourage geeks we to can't, come out yeah, We can't encourage nerds to come out into the daylight and then, you know, force them back in again. So it's, you know, really, really... That's where my main focus or my main concern... That's yes. my only concern with the club. Like, I think all the other things are, you know, they'll all happen and they'll all be yeah. great. But my only concern would be... We need more volunteers. Yeah, yeah. that we have to turn kids away because I really... I think that that will be our, that's our, in the immediate future, that's our number one focus. The core focus. Yeah, yeah. So Now, I know that you mentioned the, um, you know, the training and the background checks and all of that is wonderful, by the way. I I, I 100% support that because we want to make sure that the kids and the members are safe and that they're in an environment that makes them want to come back. We pay a membership fee as a club to Youth Work Ireland and... That covers any training and uh, background checks and all of that sort of stuff is covered by that. And then they are like sending us information. Oh, you should apply for this grant. And oh, this person could give you money for this thing. Mm -hmm. And the support from them has been amazing. We've also had a lot of support from other people, like people in the community who said, oh, we I heard about your club. What do you need? Can I buy you anything? Yeah. And there's a shop in Galway City, Dungeons and Donuts, who have been extremely kind to us. They put up our poster. They were really uh, interested in reaching out and kind of directing people our way and then contacted us and said, come on down to the shop. We want to give you a box of stuff to get you going. And it was like supermarket sweep, but with D&D yeah. stuff. <laughs> it was amazing. Ronan, the owners, myself, Anya, and Carrie, the, of course, the three ladies go down to meet Ronan to, to go shopping with him. And he just like, do you have one of these? No? Okay, great. Here you go. Do you have one of these? I'm going to give you some of that. I'm going to give you some of that. And we were just all in complete awe. And donuts. And, and donuts. donuts. Yeah, they, they came to yeah. the club there a few weeks ago. Yeah. Uh, Ronan came out and he brought out, you know, 50 donuts and all the kids got to take. And they're... they're you have to look at these. These donuts are. The donuts are great. They're all, but they're all. Um, I think you know, I actually mentioned them in my last. Yeah, thing, all, last you, did. you did. You yeah, did. Well, D and themed donuts like the the the, the, bar- Le- the lemon rust. Uh, the barbarian like, cream. You know, but it's a lemon rust as opposed to barbarian cream. They're, everything is is kind of fantasy or, or sci-fi team donuts yeah. and he came out and, and they've been great support like I was in there at the weekend buying a few books for the club a few players handbooks and you know again they were giving us discount on that type of stuff you know just to support us which is brilliant like to get and their donuts are oh amazing <laughs> and, yeah yeah Naomi nearly took me Naomi yeah nearly. <laughs> it was funny when he came and he started talking I think he was he had all the donuts laid out and he was, he was, Roman was talking about like how good a club, what you know, how great this club was, and etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. And all the kids were just like slowly edging forward because they could see <laughs> the donuts. And then as soon as he said, "You can have it," it was just this stampede of people. But 
they owe me money to perform. So was, I, I had given her a heads up that he was coming. So, <laughs> so uh, I don't know what down there we got. Professor Old Donuts, yeah. What was it called? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I need, need to get the names. <laughs> Amazing. I, I'm so glad that the community has come together to support you. I, I love that everyone is seeing this value. Thank you guys again. Thank you so much for, for sharing your stories with us. Thank you so much for being on the show today. Thank you for having us. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks.